0: um yeah what type of wine is this
1: it's Hubless. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called Chablis. That's,
0: that's how I said it um
1: <laughs> uh, but uh it was just the I feel like you do this as well what but it's just the highest alcohol content white wine that I,
0: I don't understand why you have to lump me in with doing that as well um I may look at alcohol <laughs> content, but I'm not solely basing my decisions.
1: So guess how much alcohol content there? Wait, it's- actually you've been fucking with that Hennessy wine. Yes, indeed. And not not Hennessy poured into wine, but the Hennessy of wine. Yes, indeed. I feel like niggas can get that misconstrued. What is that? Uh
0: the Hennessy of Wines. I don't know how to pronounce the name because I'm because <laughs> <laughs> I'm ghetto. But you can find it at Trader Joe's. Um but it, it's like it's twenty percent alcohol, and it comes out and it looks like you're drinking whiskey, right? Like it looks like you're drinking some cognac or something. So you could put it in like, uh, like a, a cognac type glass. Interesting. And not feel, but you don't need a wine glass to drink that type of shit. You know.
1: Okay. Um, it's um, strong. Yeah, I just, I just that's got. Probably to like, my... That's
0: probably like fifteen. No. It's like, eleven. Okay. Yeah, you know. <laughs>
1: Wait, that's that's what I picked it up.
0: On. I'm I'm gonna do this thing now though, like wine what? uh wine of the weeks. Oh, so like, cause I'm really starting to get into wine a lot more, and everybody when I posted the Hennessy and wines on my Instagram, <laughs> <They> was- <laughs> my DMs was like, Nah, cause they know you a liquor sore, motherfucker. You know, and I take <laughs> that with pride, like, cause like I really do take that with pride, and I kind of want to make that a part of my brand, you know. Yeah, at
1: least you're not drinking, bur- not even burnets. Do you remember Bacardi? I've had being a thing.
0: I've never in my life tasted Bicardi because of the fact that I knew it was some bullshit. Good at all but the master love. I think that's funny because my journey really only begun. i got the heat I've that could ride sun. If I'm up at the plate, but I'm getting it done. What up?
1: What up, what up, what up, and welcome back to another episode of the FYO podcast. I am your host, Dante Nash, and today we'll be discussing discipline when it comes to your passion and making sure that you're getting what you need to done when it comes to your goals. We have a really good guest with us today. Marquise Mays, one of the city's up-and-coming filmmakers, videographers, and photographers. So, you know how it goes. Grab whatever you're sipping on, and let's get to it. Okay, who do I have with me today? Do you want to introduce yourself or should I do it?
0: I want to see what you're going to say. So,
1: Okay. Today we have one of the city's greatest fil- Black film creators. Um we have one of the best writers. One of the local celebrities. Please, don't you do may that. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs>
1: You may know him as Marquise Mays, but we know him in Caplan as Concordius. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, don't even. First of all, don't lie on my founders or uh, or my chapter.
1: Nigga, name the founders.
0: What? I'm being hazed. All right, all
1: right, but um, so what are we gonna be talking about today? Today we are gonna be talking about um, fuck the other side, and I think that is wait that might be confusing for somebody yeah if they didn't go to the high schools that we went to of course so riverside and rufus king have had this i won't even call it a rivalry because it wasn't much of a rivalry
0: because in all actuality we really fucked with each other like yeah to be honest like (laughs) it was never really a.
1: if quality was getting produced from milwaukee it was damn near from those two schools
0: right not to say that no like I feel like MPS period is just golden, right? Just, just just had a
1: good crop, mind you. Just I, had a good crop, mind
0: you. It's some structural problems, but the people within itself are just amazing. But I do think that I think Riverside and King were the two schools that I think they're on, like across the bridge from each other. I don't know. They just felt it was just like a friendly rivalry, but we used to uh, have we used to have like chants and shit, and. Um, our chant will, you know, be you because know, we 'cause we're 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 poets over um at Riverside. Interesting. Yeah, we're poets and um something. <laughs> That's <laughs> the first you fucking know, time I heard of that. It's, it's 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 the quote is so sweet. It sounds like Shakespeare. Where it's um Riverside, fuck the other side. Like what whatever they're doing on the other side of that street of that bridge. Of that side of town we don't care because guess what we gonna do us on our side one of the greatest quotes to ever um come out of black milwaukee
1: yeah um how i would describe it is mm. we called them river rats and f-
0: i feel like it was anti-black but you know f- f- it, was, <laughs> it was just
1: fuck the other side fuck them um but That isn't, like, that beef isn't the main part of what that symbolizes for the episode. For the episode, that means fuck outside opinion when it comes to affirmation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, how much we look to other people to affirm our own work is ridiculous.
0: Yeah.
1: Some people may not think that because some people may already be in the mentality of fuck the other side. Right. Right right but i feel like for me i get so caught up in the thought process of oh how is this going to be received and learning to break out of that bubble is something that i've just come in like into the ability to do and that that's a hard ability to to acquire yeah and so one before we even get into like how to what's what's a good word for that how to combat that yeah but let's talk about the zone so when you're working on this thing yep. how do you get into this right mm. and so it's just like so for you when you're working on a film
0: yeah
1: when do you go like okay i'm i'm all in on this yeah and a lot of people have a hard time discerning between what that all in is because it may sometimes it may oftentimes be their work that's clouding that yeah of course so of course. they run into a problem where it's work or they run into a conflict of work and personal.
0: Yeah. It's it's a it's a weird thing because I think it changes for each project that you do. It changes for each film, I think. At least for me, um when I'm working on a film, whether it's my film or it's someone else's film, I think the level, level of investment changes each time. Um and I think we have to be honest with ourselves about that. The moment of our investment every project is not going to get the 100% from you and that is okay. You know what I mean? Like that is okay. That doesn't make your work any less of what it's supposed to be. So, I think it's a it's a case by case basis, man. Like honestly, especially when I'm doing films um or working with film or working, you know, in that type of manner. I would say most recently though, um I definitely think like uh it's been it's been very difficult to be invested in the, in the stuff that I'm doing in the film that I'm doing just because the world is falling apart, but um, it has been just
1: falling the fuck apart,
0: but it's always been falling apart. So I'm not trying to use that as an excuse, but I am saying that like, um, I definitely think that um, investment is a case by case basis. And um, I think the first step is realizing that you can't, you know, blame yourself for that. You can't really, you know, punish yourself. For not being invested at some points in time, we do need breaks from things, right?
1: So, the zone for you is investment.
0: Yeah, the zone is investment, but the zone is also what I choose to, um, what I choose, how, when I choose to detach from something as well. Like,
1: so it's a mindset.
0: Yeah, it's a balance. Gotcha. It's a balance between attachment and detachment. I think, at least for me, right? I think the zone i love the zone yeah. i love i love when i can be zoned in and focused on something but i think as of recent i realized that to be in the zone i also have to be out of the zone <laughs> i can't always be there um because then i'm running myself dry i have to take breaks
1: is that like a all work no play type thing or what you, what what do you mean by you can't always be there
0: you can't always be there like i I, I know I don't always have the answers for anything and I think with art it's so hard because there's so many decisions that need to be made mm. about your art about what you want to do with art and what you want to do with your own projects especially when you're leading it right I think it's easier when you're kind of just like helping someone with a project because you're just like oh yeah I'm here at your you know your referral what you want to happen I can make happen based on what you want but it's different when you're called and tasked to lead something um that is literally from your imagination mm. um there's a lot of decisions that need to be made mm. <laughs> and i'm the type of person i'm a gemini
1: and that just took me back
0: you know what i mean like I, i'm a gemini so like naturally i am indecisive <laughs> like that is my life so i realized that in the zone there are so many decisions that need to be made and people are going to be coming to you your collaborators the people that you work with who trust you right because they they're following you to do to make this thing that again is coming out of your mind and it's like all these decisions need to be made you need to be able to take a break um to really figure out like okay what what if and what are deciding for this project the best thing for this project um how does this advance my art? What questions do I have? Like, and I think that's what my zone is. My zone is not necessarily about like, oh, I need to make the best product, but my zone is, what am I learning about myself as a creator, as a collaborator throughout this process, whether that be two days (laughs) or four months, you know? Uh
1: Yeah. I think my zone is pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, And, one of the main things that stuck out to me when you were speaking is what do you come up with when it is strictly from your brain? And I started as an illustrator. Yeah. And the yeah. the technique that they call when you're able to draw strictly from brain and not from reference is schema, right? Mm.
0: I've
1: heard I I had you. so much pride solely off the fact that I was a schema artist. Right. I could create an entire fucking concept. Yeah. yeah. Right, like a entire fucking um, fucking scene solely off of what I had in my mind. Yeah, and a lot of like realism artists uh, aren't able to do that. Yeah, why? Because they draw from picture. Yep. right? Right, and they they evolve when they're able to insert some schematic things into their realism. Yeah, which
0: it complicates it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I think my zone is in in similar ways a mindset where okay I'm I'm zeroed in yeah right but I haven't mastered that ability to detach myself from it because at the end of the day in my when when I get into that mindset or when I get into the zone nothing nothing else matters I I'm so obsessed and I have a very obsessive personality
0: yeah, it could just be your work style. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that could just be the way that you work.
1: Yeah, I have a very obsessive personality to where this is the only thing that's on my mind. Mm-hmm. And I can't help it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's good and bad because that's fucked up in a lot of my, like, uh, in a lot of other ways. It, right. it can be very bad. Right. Like, so when I attach to something, I learn every single thing about this shit. And that's what I consider the zone.
0: Yeah, that's a skill.
1: It, it is a skill but it it can also <laughs> lead to its own detriments like how you were saying you need to detach yourself from it because yeah. it may overload you yeah. with me it's just like if i press too hard that <laughs> that pressing may break whatever i'm going after
0: yeah
1: which is yeah. fucked in, in in some if you apply that to other scenarios but <laughs> yeah <laughs> we we don't even go
0: we, yeah
1: not cuz like in a relationship if you tell a girl like, "Hey, yo, I got an obsessive personality," <laughs> yeah, they
0: different. You
1: take that for what you will. That
0: is that is a red flag. <laughs>
1: that, that's a that's a red flag, but it's the truth. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, and you believe in astrology super yeah. uh, mm-hmm. super heavily, so it's just like that that shouldn't be a surprise, right? With with Leos, I think one of the biggest things is uh, loyalty or some shit, and I'm not even super big on it, but it's just like. I feel like that loyalty is just a level of commitment or obsessive
0: yeah it, it can be <laughs> it can be obsessive um and it's funny because like i i get challenged the most by leos like it's because like and and i and it's all about work styles right so like you being obsessive you probably cannot work with someone uh, or collaborate with someone. You may find working with someone who's a bit laxed or a bit kind of lax uh lackadaisical with the way that they move as frustrating, right? Mm-hmm. But it is it like even mm. in the zones that we have for ourselves when you're doing something and I think it's different cuz I think with at least with or art, that
1: drive yeah.
0: But, but I feel like with kind of like illustrations or like more of that kind of like that's like a private process kind of. You can do that by yourself without not necessarily having um, a group of people with you. I think something as... So where you can be obsessive, because guess what? You are the artist for that one thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think for filmmaking, it's really difficult because, yeah, this is something that comes out of my mind, but I cannot be the... I not I can't be the only person that makes this thing come true.
1: Yeah, because it's such a big team. It is. It has yeah. to be a team. Yeah. It's, it's like, literally a crew. Yeah, it's yeah. literally
0: a crew. So I think... Um, I like having like obsessive energy around me sometimes because it forces my like indecisive ass to make decisions. But I think it also reminds me, um, the power in the way that I zone in. Right. And it's always finding power. I think we can look at our, you know, the way we zone in and be like, damn, this thing can be bad though. And I'm just like, well, not, it doesn't necessarily have to be, we can find ways to make that thing healthy. Um, so kind of shift, Oof. right. If we kind of shift our energy and our thoughts from like, Cause, and I think that's not fair for us to immediately think that the way that we do work and the way that we create and the way that we produce art as solely being something that can be possibly negative to us mm-hmm. that's not fair to us because I think we do it for a reason right I realized like because I used to beat myself up about that when I when I wasn't when I wasn't zoning in on a film, if I was doing a film and I was just like, oh, I need a break, <laughs> I would feel bad about that. I would beat myself up about that because I'm just like, you need to make your fucking film. You need to be sitting here and doing that. But Keith can't make his film if Keith is not centered, if Keith is not balanced. Yeah,
1: there's, there's more to it. There right? is so yeah. much
0: more to it. And I think as artists, we have to be fair and kind to ourselves. Like with this zoning in process, I feel like we'd be so ready to... And you know where it comes from. It comes from this place where we're kind of watching everybody else in their zones and how they do it. And yeah. the fact that they're doing it the way they're doing it. And you're just looking at yourself like, damn, why can't I do it like that? As opposed to really thinking inner, like the way I do it is because that's how I do it. <laughs>
1: um, but how, but how do you get there? So how, how do you,
0: that's a journey though.
1: Yeah. I, how do you, when do you really feel like you have it? Like, Oh, they, is it just a natural thing or is it a... Yeah. Yeah. I think... Do, do you get what I'm saying Yeah, here? no. So yeah, it's no, just no. like, so for me, I think I I really struggle with having that thing that I'm just like, Let me let me kind of break this down.
0: I get what you mean by having it though.
1: Yeah. So I'm a creative, right? I know creating is what I want and love to do. But that Eureka moment, that passion project, yep. is so rare to come by. Yeah. For me at least, that I'm finding myself getting less and less obsessive. Where before, you know, in, in college specifically, I was really just in on everything. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. oh that's the nature of I love, of college. This. I love yeah. this. I love that yeah right and you're being exposed to so many new things as opposed to now where i'm just like (laughs) i'm still encountering new things but i'm kind of mastering them yep and so how do you one find yourself getting into that love or that that passion project and two how do you keep yourself like motivated or sustained
0: yeah i think it's funny because um it's funny because, and I'm gonna quote this film because I have to admit Dante put me onto this film, yeah, The Last I Black did. Man in San Francisco, <laughs> and they said, Wait, I'll know, say it again. The Last Black Man in San Francisco.
1: Okay, um, you got anything else about it? What? Like the uh, actors and. Oh no! Uh, just
0: watch it. It's fuck. It's fucking amazing. Shout out to Jonathan Majors, um, one of my favorite actors at this moment.
1: But he's killing it.
0: But um, one thing that I that kind of really stuck with me about that film is that when these two white women were kind of just kind of talking shit about San Francisco. Um, Specifically the Bay Area, they was being on some real anti-black shit. And um, the main character, Jimmy, uh, basically said, like, um, you can't hate something unless you love it, right? And I found myself a lot of times hating the process of filming. (laughs) Hating the process of film, period. Like, it it is not... It's not it's not as glam it's not glamorous as as people think it is, right? It is a lot of work. It is a lot of hours and like if people who really know know me know that I don't I'm not always out here like that, so I don't really like working long hours. All of my friends know, the people that know me that I can't do 9 to 5s. Um I can't you know stuff like that. So like I realized I love this shit when I would willingly be on sets for 12 to 13 hours with with a group of people that I really trusted and that I messed with and that uh, I vibed with outside of film. It wasn't the project that drew me in. It was the people, and I think it was... And then I think those moments I realized that I... Those are the moments when I realized I have it. It's not necessarily the subject matter. It is the people that I'm doing it with where I'm just like, yo, we did something dope. Like, that shit is crazy, and I think it is the process when I realized that we have something that is it for my film blind spot we shot that in two days and I think in those two days uh the amount of different <laughs> directorial styles I was going through the amount of different questions I was trying to ask the amount of different versions of the film I, in two days I was trying to make um, and y'all saw that and y'all were vulnerable with me for that. Like everybody had a vulnerability moment mm-hmm. throughout the process of making that film. Yep. Um, because the one thing that I know about stories is everybody has a story to tell. So it's not necessarily about finding the right story. It's about finding the right people to help tell this story. Mm-hmm. It's about finding the right group of people, um, that are all on the same wave mentally, physically, spiritually, that can all together understand what the point of this is so like when we leave this motherfucker like my grandma's our grandma like that's just what it is or like there just feels some type of like this is just as much of even though I directed and my name is on it as director it is everybody else's film as well not just mine so I think with film that's where you kind of get the it is when you look at the crew when you look at the people that are invested in you I think that is what I'll be realizing like yo I got it or this is what this is the passion. This is what I'm here for. I mm. hate the process of filming. I do not like waking up early. I do not happen to be on set. I do yep. not. Shit. I do not like doing none of that <laughs> because I'm so interested in the conversation. But when it's time to interview somebody, I'm zoned in with that person. That's my zone in. Mm-hmm. My zone in is when I can talk to the subject, when I can sit down with the crew, when I can have dinner with my crew, when I can, you know, send memes or send messages or send emails and like that's when i'm kind of just really looking at the passion like i love this shit this shit is cool i hate some parts of it but i can't i can't hate it if i don't love it so that's kind of where like i'm at with
1: yeah that was a good quote too i'm just like shit i need to re-watch that movie that was a great movie yeah oh my god like think
0: but think about the stuff that we do innately like you know, it, it's always where life is about having complicated relationships with things anyway. So, like, nobody is doing something like you can have something that's your passion, but obviously your passion is not going to be something that comes to you easy, easily. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something mm-hmm. that comes with difficulties and challenges. Mm-hmm.
1: And Especially if you're progressing and that, that
0: or attempting to. Right.
1: Yeah. You, or attempting to progress. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, it's going to come to you easy if you're doing the same shit. Right. So you're, right. you're running right. the same route over right. and over and over. Right. If it happens when you run a mile every day. It gets easy, right? So then you should run too. Right. I I I get that a hundred percent. But uh, to contrast what you said in a corporate sense, mm. and what I mainly am struggling with as someone with the nine to five, and I think that's so funny too because <laughs> people always go like, "Oh, that dream job type shit," like with with the Bucks or graphic designer for the Bucks, shit yeah. like that, and then it's just like, no, it's. It's the 9 it's the 9 to 5. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. but it, you know you you still get to work on some dope shit. Uh but learning to separate work from personal yeah is definitely an important skill that I'm learning. And having how many years of experience I got now. Damn because my my shit is we are we're getting kinda old. <laughs> but um, we 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 not old but we getting there. I um, feel like it. <laughs> but so I, I think I'm coming up on three, four years yeah. of, of experience now. Yeah. Um, with actual corporate experience. Right. And mm-hmm. you you get to a point where you're just like, Okay, my job's job isn't to satisfy me.
0: Mm. Yeah. And so, it is just yeah yeah.
1: How can I satisfy myself? Yeah. And to find those passion projects is an entirely different like motive. But when you find it, you get into the zone. And so I would say, and kind of taking off of what you were saying, is if it's for you, you identify that as for you. Yeah. And so with this creativity shit and one thing that I said that I was going to challenge myself on in the last episode.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm starting these campaigns, these weekly campaigns uh, and these weekly obligations that I'm holding myself accountable to to where if you shoot enough times, you'll make it. And so with that, it's just... I'm working on overarching campaigns and ideas and shit, but I feel like I need that step back to where I create that kind of more lax approach to it. Yeah. Where, in corporate especially, you can just look at everything as work. Excuse. So, when you tend to look at everything as work, you tend to skip over the simple shit.
0: you don't have fun.
1: Exactly. You don't, don't have, fun. have fun. And th- those challenges are a way for fun to come back into it where I can, that that's going to be my break away from being like, yeah. oh, okay, this is because the only time I feel right now is when I post things, especially to socials and like every platform is when I feel like I have something to say. Right. But it's just like that something to say doesn't always have to be the final paper that you submit to your teacher. It could be the rough draft. You know what I mean? It can be be such a smaller part of it to where I'm not sketching no more. I'm hiding my (laughs) sketch. I'm 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 hiding everything, and I'm I'm just waiting till the final product comes out. Yeah, and I'm sucks, really push pushing 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 myself to just do things for the fun of it.
0: Yeah, I think art is supposed to be fun. Like it's supposed to be equally as challenging as it is it's supposed to be fucking enjoyable. Like I think. Once art becomes something of a burden, then you're not you're not doing the duties of an artist. <laughs> um, yeah, it is it's not an easy thing, and I think a lot of the times we can blame that honestly on like our current reliance on social media validation and mm-hmm. acceptance and excuse me, all those things because of the fact that like um, we've made. It's unfortunate, but our our presence online and how we present ourselves and brand ourselves, is all work. It's all, especially in the industries that we are entering in, like you have to be meticulous. You have to be smart. You have to be very um, particular about what you put out there and how you put it out there. That sometimes we forget that at the core of what the people that we admired the most in our industries, at the core of what they did was have fucking fun. Like, they just had yeah. fun doing this shit. Like, and it's sad because we we punish ourselves for having fun. We punish ourselves for, like, looking at our artists' fun because of the fact that, like, we're just overstimulating with all this art that, you know, is very heavy. It's a lot of heavy art, which is dope, and I think you can have the heavy and you can have the fun but with so much heavy art around you feel like you have to also add to that cohort of art that is meaningful but fun is meaningful (laughs) there's 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 a meaningfulness in fun and having fun with what the hell you doing you know yeah Um, and i just think we, we forget about that a lot of the times even myself i think i do that too like this, this, you know, it's, it's even with film, like, I hate the business part of this shit. I hate the technical part of this shit. I really do. I don't like it. I wish that once I think about something in my mind and I have a vision in my mind that I literally can just, it can just come to life and exist. But I understand that it takes the technicality. It takes the business. It takes all of those things to be in order for me to be able to have a product and like that's a part of the process too but like once i stop having fun with some shit i'm definitely like i'm good like i'm good on it i kind of back away that's something i've always innately done
1: do, do you feel like and we we going to leave the employers out of this <laughs> cuz we you, not know,
0: too, you know i don't need no job <laughs> but, but, but <laughs> i need one but like i'm not <laughs> no
1: it's it's a fact it's it's a good that's a good mentality to have because I feel like you have full ownership of your creative, right? Yeah. So, tying it back into Fuck the Other Side. Yeah. Right? You're completely on board with Fuck the Other Side. Yeah. What it, what it, what what are you fully on board with and <laughs> how can you improve yeah. that mentality?
0: Right. It's funny because like You know, it's not I think my version of fuck the other side, like it's not as aggressive, right? It's not personal. It's nothing personal to the other side, to the other people who are creating, to like to the people who consume my work, the people who whose work I consume. It's not personal, but it's literally a reminder to myself to say, like, at the end of the day, life is about self-fulfillment. It's about liberating ourselves in every format, in every facet of our own being so that we can be of an aid to other people right so I think um when it comes to saying me when I say fuck the other side it is telling me to get out of my head and stop worrying about what the hell everybody else is doing and how they're doing it um that's pretty much like what I'm saying when I mean that um because at the same time like I realize like to be honest I am my own audience like when I am making a film, when I'm starting to make a film, like there are questions that I have about myself, about my own journey, about where I'm at, that if the, if, if it, if it so happens that an audience is like, oh, I have those same questions about myself too. Amazing. Right. That's dope. I'm glad you resonate. But at the end of the day, like I am making things to reconcile and to reconnect, um, my art to myself. And like, I am my biggest audience. I am my biggest fan. I am my biggest person. And I think what comes with that is learning, right? Learning and unlearning. There comes with being more thoughtful about your work. There comes with all these things. But at the end of the day, I am my own audience. Like, if if folks resonate with it, that is a blessing. And I'm, like, 100% grateful that people can sit with my work and be like, oh, this shit is dope or I love it. I felt something because... Shit, I felt something too. <laughs> like yeah. that's the point of it. Um, you know?
1: So, for those who don't know, Keith works for Lit Milwaukee.
0: Yeah. So currently, I yeah. um, currently I'm one of the uh, six uh, art activist fellows for Leaders Igniting Transformation based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
1: Okay, so there is a higher up, but you ultimately have the say so in what you're creating.
0: Yeah. Um yeah that that's pretty much how it is.
1: So for me I think it's also just as much of a skill to be able to take control of the story that your job is creating like from your work. Right. Right. So if you're creating and for me mainly uh, or from my experience I started a whole campaign with the Bucks of the whole uh, Wallpaper Wednesday, Transformation yeah, Tuesday, yeah. shit like that, right? Yeah. And, you know, the the rapping idea. Yeah. Oh, let's get you to rap again. Let's yeah. do this, right? So once you do something once, it'll cascade into... Oh, yeah. It's like a domino effect. Once you do it once, it'll happen again yeah. more easily, right? But when it happens again, it'll happen for them, yeah. right? And then so, of course, it's it's like a dual battle being fought there because one I'm fighting for my own sense of individuality right. but then also I'm fighting to work my way up the hierarchy yeah, ladder yeah. at work yeah and so knowing how to claim the work that you're doing as as, as one is a skill in itself yeah right and so I think when you have this and it, and it may not always be a battle because sometimes it can just be natural yeah but when when you're creating this art make sure how should, how should i put this when you're creating this this art you have to make sure that at the end of the day it aligns with what you originally, like, set out to accomplish. All
0: right. All right. But to be honest, though, sorry to cut you off. But go to on, be go honest, like, ahead. I think, I even think if, if, if you do it for a corporation, if you do it for a company, if you do it for someone else other than yourself, like, the power in knowing that, like, without my mind, without my art, without my creativity, that thing would have not been a thing. That mm. thing would have not been recognized. Like... Not to say that that is enough, right? Mm-hmm. But to know that like that was me,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: did that. Like you know your truth about oh, your
1: art. I I see, I see where you, you know you know what yeah. I mean. Like you yeah. know you
0: know your truth about your art. You know what you provided to something, and I think that like that doesn't take away from the artist that you are personally or privately, mm-hmm. right? That just adds on to it because it's just like you know I can do that for corporations. I can do that for companies. I've seen people leverage that shit. Like when they when they go off and be like, well, I did this 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 for this corporation, right? And that, and, and that that just depends because then you can add that to your own artistry. So like, at the end of the day, like we know our truths, we know what we provide to spaces, like, and it's it sucks sometimes because sometimes it does feel like, damn, I'm giving my best ideas or my best art to this thing or this person, or this group. But, (laughs) but at the same time, it's just like that art still came from your head, your brain.
1: That's a fact
0: that still came from you. And that is yours. Like, and I think a lot of the times we, we kind of, we, we harp on ownership a lot, which is a very important conversation, especially as like young black professionals in spaces that are primarily white. I think it is very important for us to speak up about things that we own. And things that are ours that yeah. we provide to a space. Yeah, that's why I say, "Fuck it." If you did something for this national corporation and they posted it, you post that shit too. You put that on your own page and be yeah, like, that me was, that, that, that many." <laughs> that was me. I did. Like, I did that. I'm <laughs> going to yell that shit Not and yet. say that I did it because at the end of the day, like, I want. I want this company to know that you need me more than I need you. Like, I think. We get so caught up in names and we get so caught up in... This is also why y'all I can't do no 9 to 5 because I will end up cussing somebody out <laughs> at some point. But like... A fact. But it's just like, you know, and, and I, I do think the fellowship and grant route, which I'm kind of going, is a bit different. Because I think fellowship and grants, they they accept people because they want them to do their own art, right? Like so they come to like not come to you, but you apply with you know with the with the vindication and determination and drive to say, I have this thing in my head that is for me. Only thing I need you to do is sponsor it. Um and they can choose whether or not to do that, but in a corporate space, like it is kind of more difficult because you you kind of have to go based off this this brand, this 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 company that serves this one goal of whatever that goal may be but at the end of the day like you still got that shit like you provided it like and 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 at the end of the day is yours you know your truth you know what you provided to the space and i think that you know that matters just as much as you know uh you feeling you know of you just doing the work period that matters just as, mo- as much knowing your truth
1: yeah so i feel like the consensus for this topic specifically would be that.
0: The consensus is like, as an artist, you have responsibilities, right?
1: Yeah. You
0: have a lot of responsibilities as an artist to yeah. make things that are relatable, to make things that are truthful. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bigger responsibility as an artist that you have is to yourself first.
1: Yeah. And to recognize it and go to after recognize
0: it. it. And what questions are you trying to answer about yourself? And how does that relate to the art that you're creating? Um, but then also realizing that as you're creating it, as you're making these things, that this, it is coming from you. This It is not coming from another source. It is coming from your brain. It is coming from your body. It is coming from you. Yes, so whatever sir. space you are in, whatever space you are in, whatever space you are creating in, whether it be corporate, whether it be nonprofit, whether it be fellowship or grants, like, Understand the power that you have as a creative to Mm -hmm. be able to like do shit and make it fun, like yeah, make that process fun. Like again, like fun, yeah.
1: Go ahead, not to cut you off, but by fun, don't let anyone intrude. Oh no, on your process,
0: yeah. Have discernment.
1: Yeah, because once you let somebody else intrude on your process is the moment that you detach from that project.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah.
1: therefore, it's fuck them. Fuck that other, pe- fuck person. other, fuck other person. that other, Fuck the other
0: side. Fuck the other side. What's on your side? How can you build your side up by yourself? But even then, I would say this too. You will meet people that thoroughly and thoughtfully and meticulously care about your side. Facts. That want to see your side grow. That wants to see you build. That wants to see your art be challenged more. Have discernment. Know who is there to critically challenge you, and know who is there just to knock you off your square. Not, Facts. Like, to to you know like be able to discern those those type of people.
1: Nah, that's a gem for
0: real. Yeah, like that. Yeah. You got to be able to discern that shit because, like, again, like I'm. I know exactly the type of people that I need to work with that will challenge me. Yeah. But I also know the same type of people who pacify me or who, and, and, you know, they have good intentions on building up my side, but if they had good intentions to building up my side, they would be, you know, a bit more critical in what I do and how I do it. Um, But at the core of it, it's always what are you doing for yourself? How is your art helping you?
1: Period. Yeah. Absent-minded of anyone else.
0: Absent-minded of anyone else. Even if you work for a company, like
1: that's a fact.
0: Not now that you have those skills that you gave to that company, how can you just reflip that shit and do nah, it? Not because yourself?
1: at the end of the day, that company may go away, but you will still exist.
0: You you still exist. Your art still exists. Your brain <laughs> like is still th- there.
1: That's one of the main things. A lot of people. Um, you are
0: gonna leave that bitch yeah, at some point.
1: You you will <laughs> leave that bitch at some point, and then you the leave. the the work that you just spent so long like solely identifying your work too, right like how did you build your own identity from it and that's if, wanna...
0: if you leave if you leave your company or you wherever you are and you leave there and you don't have the power to know that you have it whatever that it is, whatever that process is that you got it, then you wasted your time. To be honest,
1: no, it's it's a dual process. You sh- you should be building on both sides, and of I feel course. like that's what we are saying. Of course, yeah. like you you should be bi- like, you should go into everything with dual motives. of mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna build draw, but I'm also gonna be building myself at the same time, and then
0: you're forever a student, and you're also forever a teacher. Exactly, so.
1: and then make sure that you're invested into it. Make sh- make sure that you can get into that zone with some shit. Because if you're not, then I think that's a deeper yep. question that you had to ask.
0: And figure out what your zone is. Everybody's zone is different.
1: No, that's a, that's a major fact. Yeah, I feel like we should end this on a on a clank. All right.
0: Oh, that yeah. was a nice clank. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's it for this week's episode of the FYO Pod. I hope you learned or related to this week's discussion. Make sure you subscribe to and follow us across all platforms at. Find your own podcast for new content every week. Until then, let's get it. Let's keep searching.